In the video for today, we're going to look at several examples of faith from Hebrews chapter 11. And I actually have something special for you today. It is a board game that you can print off uh, for your family to be able to use. Now, the idea behind this is for you to learn these stories and then to play the game as a way to help uh, remind you what these great men and women of faith uh, did with their lives. Uh, also, the slides that I'm going to be using in this um, presentation are going to be available for download if you just kind of look at the description of this video below. Hopefully you'll be able to enjoy and, and spend time together as a family uh, reminding one another about these wonderful examples of faith that we have from Hebrews 11. People often ask me, why do you believe? Why do you believe and follow Jesus? That is when I tell them the reasons I can give For knowing that my Savior with God in heaven lives I believe, I believe that Jesus who was crucified Just as the prophets prophesied He left the tomb unoccupied with angels in his stead And I believe, I believe he showed himself to witnesses To those who would attest to his true presence in the midst of them The many who beheld So when the people ask me, why do you believe? Why do you believe and follow Jesus? That is when I tell them the reasons I can give For knowing that my Savior with God in heaven lives As resurrected son of man And enemies could not reprimand The truth of all their claims And I believe Disciples suffered sword and flame They gladly bore the pain and shame To magnify the holy name Of Christ their risen Lord This one great fact of history I'll cling to all my days That one day I may see him When with him I am raised that one day I may see him when with him I am raised. Your word I must hide in my heart, in my heart. Your word I must hide in my heart, in my heart. Your word I must hide in my heart. Your word gives me joy.
I press for the upward call of God. I fight with all my might to keep on living for the Christ. I know there is a glorious end in sight. The crown of life, the crown of victory I shall wear. So I sing the song of triumph till I'm there. I run for the crown. I race for the prize. I press toward the upward call of God. I run for the crown. I race for the prize. I press toward the upward call of God. I fight with all my might to keep on living for the Christ. I know there is a glorious end in sight. The crown of life, the crown of victory I shall wear. So I sing the song of triumph till I'm there. I run for the crown. I race for the prize. I press toward the upward call of God. There are a few things that the Bible says that we must have or that we must do in order to please God. And maybe eventually I'll get around to preaching a sermon on those handful of things. But this morning, I want us to take a look at one of those, and that is faith. The Bible actually tells us that without faith, we cannot please God. And we're going to look at some of these examples of faith from Hebrews 11. And we're going to also see some key verses along the way, some very good things for us to focus on and for us to kind of be those same types of examples in our own lives today. So let's take a look at these things. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for, being convinced of what we do not see. For by it the people of old received God's commendation. By faith we understand that the worlds were set in order at God's command, so that the visible has its origin in the invisible. See, this gives us, you know, if you want to know what this definition of faith is, you got it right here at the very beginning in verse 1, that faith is being sure of what we hope for. And it's also being convinced of these things that, that we don't see, that we can't see. And we're, we're going to see in this chapter is uh, time and time again, there were people uh, from, you know, the ancient people, so to speak, the people of old. They learned these examples. They demonstrated these examples. And faith has been important since the very beginning of time. I mean, look at verse two. It talks about those people of old, that that's how uh, they are pleasing to God. And faith is something that not only has it been important since the beginning of time, but it's going to continue to be important until the very end of time as we know it. Now, let's look at some of these examples of faith from Hebrews 11. Let's start with the faith of Abel. Hebrews 11:4. By faith, Abel offered God a greater sacrifice than Cain. And through his faith, he was commended as righteous because God commended him for his offering. And through his faith, he still speaks, though he is dead. Now, the faith of Enoch, Hebrews 11, verses 5 and 6. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he did not see death, and he was not to be found because God took him. For before his removal, he had been commended as having pleased God. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For the one who approaches God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. The faith of Noah, Hebrews 11, 7. By faith, Noah, when he was warned about things not yet seen, with reverent regard constructed an ark for the deliverance of his family. Through faith, he condemned the world 
and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Now, a few key verses in these verses, in this passage that we've already looked at in some of these examples, we see from the very beginning a definition for what faith is about how if you want to know exactly what faith is and how you know we can have it this chapter is such a wonderful chapter because it it tells us exactly what this is this assurance of this hope that we have and the hope as the bible talks about it is hope that you know not kind of how we just use it and just that well i i hope i get to do this or do that no it's it's a hope that we can be assured of that we can have this assurance of because god himself has said it and also connected with that faith is, it's whenever we are convinced of the things that we can't see, that we haven't seen, that we will not see, that we don't see, you know, that's what we see in this uh, chapter, are all these examples that they believed God because God said it, even though they themselves didn't really see it. We also find out from these first few examples, and by the way, these first few examples are just covering the first uh, few thousand years of history, even not even the first 2000 years of history, so it's, it's really just this early history in the first few verses of Hebrews 11. But we see several examples of this faith. And we find out in verse 6 that without faith, it is impossible to please him. That is, to please God. We have to have faith in order to be uh, pleasing in God's sight. What does that faith look like? Well, we learn from these examples. We learn from the example of Abel. We learn from the example of Enoch, even though it's a small one. Both of those actually are very small, but yet there's still a lot we can learn. We can also learn from Noah. But you know, there's still other people, other examples of great men and women of faith from this chapter to learn from. For example, Abraham. Let's look at the faith of Abraham from Hebrews 11, verses 8 and 10, and then also verses 17 through 19. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place he would later receive as an inheritance. And he went out without understanding where he was going. By faith, he lived as a foreigner in the promised land as though it were a foreign country, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, who were fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with firm foundation, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, he had received the promises, yet he was ready to offer up his only son. God told him through Isaac, descendants will carry on your name. And he reasoned that God could even raise him from the dead. And in a sense, he received him back from there. We also see the example of Abraham's wife, Sarah, from Hebrews 11, verses 11 and 12. By faith, even though Sarah herself was barren and he was too old, he received the ability to procreate because he regarded the one who had given the promise to be trustworthy. So in fact, children were fathered by one man and this one as good as dead, like the number of stars in the sky and like the innumerable grains of sand on the seashore. Hebrews 11 verses 13 through 16. These all died in faith without receiving the things promised, but they saw them in the distance and welcomed them and acknowledged that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth. For those who speak in such a way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. In fact, if they had been thinking of the land that they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they aspire to a better land that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God 
for he hath prepared a city for them. In Hebrews 11.16, we get this summary of these examples here of Abraham, of Isaac and, and Jacob, and, and also Sarah. You know, his whole family, we see that they're all uh, used as this example that they were looking forward to this better land, this heavenly land. And because of that, we also find out that God himself, he has prepared a city for them. And we can have hopes of being able to, to enter into that city as well. Now, all this being stated, Yes, Abraham and his family, they were looking forward to this better land. They were looking forward to not just, you know, the promised land in the sense of the land of Canaan, but the promised land, the ultimate promised land, uh, a heavenly promised land. Yeah, they were looking forward to that. But, you know, they were still given promises, uh, these earthly promises of children, of which they had, and then also of land. They were still given those things and, and other things connected with those promises as well. And his family is also included in Hebrews 11. Yeah, they were mentioned a while ago, but now they're going to be mentioned specifically by name and served up as an example of faith that we can learn from. So let's look at those examples of the family of Abraham. Let's look at the faith of Isaac, Hebrews 11:20. And by the way, sometimes these examples are pretty short, but you know what? There's still things we can learn from each one of them. In this verse, for example, we read, by faith, also Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the future. Let's look at the faith of Jacob now. Hebrews eleven twenty one. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped as he leaned on his staff. The faith of Joseph, Hebrews eleven twenty two. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, mentioned the exodus of the sons of Israel and gave instructions about his burial. Let's look at the faith of Moses' parents, Hebrews eleven twenty three. By faith, when Moses was born, his parents hid him for three months because they saw the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. We also find that Moses himself serves as an example of faith. In Hebrews 11, 24 through 28, we read this about Moses. By faith, when he grew up, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be ill-treated with the people of God than to enjoy sin's fleeting pleasures. He regarded abuse suffered for Christ to be greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for his eyes were fixed on the reward. By faith, he left Egypt without fearing the king's anger, for he persevered as though he could see the one who was invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkling of the blood so that the one who destroyed the firstborn would not touch them. We also see this faith that, that they displayed whenever they crossed through the Red Sea. In Hebrews eleven twenty nine, by faith, they crossed the Red Sea as if on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried it, they were swallowed up. We also find the example of Rahab, who wasn't even of the, the line of Israel, but yet she had faith in the God of Israel. We see that she's included in this chapter. Hebrews 11, verses 30 and 31. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people marched around them for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, escaped the destruction of the disobedient because she welcomed the spies in peace. Hebrews eleven twenty six really points to a, a very good thing to remember from this passage, and that is, from the example of Moses at least, he regarded abuse suffered for Christ to be greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, 
for his eyes were fixed on the reward. Now, whenever you stop and you think about everything that Moses gave up in order to, you know, not really just dive into those treasures of Egypt. I mean, he had everything. He was literally within the royal family. He could have had pretty much whatever treasures of Egypt that he wanted. And we know from, you know, looking at, at the, the different uh, artifacts that we have from, from Egypt that Egypt was a very wealthy nation, most certainly. I mean, he could have all, all types of different treasures. But he regarded following God as being something that was greater wealth. I think that we can learn from that example. I think we need to be the same type of example in our own lives today, in the world today, and show other people that, you know, we're not focused on the treasures here uh, of Egypt or America or just the treasures of the world. We're focused on this other reward, this other city, this heavenly city, this one that, that God has planned for us and the one that God most certainly will give to us. We find out that in Hebrews 11, there's really too many examples in the Bible to go into great detail about them. But after uh, the passages that we just finished, we find out that there's a short summary list of some other examples. So here's that list. Hebrews 11, verses 32 through 40. And what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets. Through faith, they conquered kingdoms, administered justice, gained what was promised, shut the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, gained strength in weakness, became mighty in battle, put foreign armies to flight, and women received back their dead raised to life, but others were tortured, not accepting release, to obtain resurrection to a better life. And others experienced mocking and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, sawed apart, murdered with the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins. They were destitute, afflicted, ill-treated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and caves and openings in the earth. And these were all commended for their faith. Yet they did not receive what was promised. For God had provided something better for us, so that they would be made perfect together with us. Now, it certainly would be worth your time to look up every single example that's mentioned in this passage. Uh, there's wonderful examples, wonderful men and women of faith that we can look up. But yet, what I really love are these last two verses that kind of bring it together and allow us to, to see what this entire chapter is about. You know, because we look at this and we think, oh, well, all this was just history of, of people who lived before. And it was, and it is. But there's something we can learn from it. And there's a part that we play in all of it, too. Let's look at those last two verses. I'm going to make them a little bit larger on the screen for us to see. So verses 39 and 40, the last two verses of this chapter, I'm going to read them again. And these all were commended for their faith, yet they did not receive what was promised. Now, isn't that interesting that you start looking at each one of these examples? You know, you, you think that at first, well, surely that can't be true. But, you know, look at the promises that Abraham was given. Yeah, he was given great promises, and he knew that, that great things were going to be given to his descendants, but he himself didn't really see those things. And that can be stated for, you know, each one of them, even Moses himself. He knew that there was great things that were promised and great things were going to happen to the children of Israel, but he himself didn't even enter into the promised land. He didn't get to see all of those things. So all of these examples are kind of like that. They lived in during a, a very limited amount of time. I mean, a human lifespan, it doesn't really last all that long. 
And sometimes we don't see the promises of God being fulfilled as, as we think that they should be, you know, within our own lifetime, because our view is so limited. But God's view is so much bigger than that. And we can learn some lessons from that as well. And look at the very last verse, though, because this is where we fit into all of this. For God had provided something better for us so that they would be made perfect together with us. You see, there is some part in which our faith this side of the cross works together with the faith from the other side of the cross. It all works together and we can be made complete together. Now, part of that is the fact that we are the ones who are really being the fulfillment of those things that were promised long, long ago, you know, thousands of years ago. We are the fulfillment of those promises. We give the faith that they had, we give it concrete evidence that it is something, most certainly not just, you know, something that they couldn't see, but now something that we can see because we are living examples of those things because we exist because of what Christ did for us and through us. We can all be made perfect together. Isn't that a wonderful thought to think about? But I feel like in order for you to look at that, you also have to look at the next few verses of the next chapter. And let's do that together. So now we look at Hebrews chapter 12, verses one through three, and we see the thought continues on. And after all those examples of faith, verse one, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we must get rid of every weight and the sin that clings so closely and run with endurance the race set out for us, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set out for him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and was taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Think of him who endured such opposition against himself by sinners so that you may not grow weary in your souls and give up. We see in this chapter that there's this great cloud of witnesses around us. There's this cloud of witness, cloud of witnesses that we can learn from. There's also a cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on and hoping that we will succeed because it's our job to run with this faith in this life because we can't see all of these things that are going to be fulfilled and, and exactly how they are fulfilled. But we can have faith just like they did, just like these ancients did, just like the people of old. We can rest assured, going back to 11.1 of Hebrews, we find out what faith is, and we find out the need for us to have it. That's what we are called to do. We also find out that, that Jesus himself is described in verse 2 of chapter 12 as being the pioneer, the one who led the way, and he's also the one who perfected the faith. We can look to him. All these examples of great men and women of faith that we've seen, they are wonderful. And I want you to think about this. Whenever your life is over, what could be said of the example of faith that you left behind? May my hands be holy when I kneel in prayer. May my life be holy when I praise. Help me, Lord, respect the role you've given me. May I serve with honor all my days. May I serve with honor in the role you've given me. And may I never go beyond my place. As I serve my Savior and I give you praise. Help me follow the truth and I'll be saved. May my hands be holy when I kneel in prayer. May my life be holy when I praise. 
Though me, Lord, respect the role you've given me, may I serve with honor all my days.